I love that you have seen um, like every episode of The Real Housewives and zero episodes of Breaking Bad. I've seen one season of Breaking Bad. Oh, I've okay. Seen seven <laughs> seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Have whatever. you watched all of the great shows? No, I haven't watched all the great shows. Uh, I haven't seen. Um, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I haven't really. I've only watched the first season of Breaking Bad. Only watched the first season of Mad Men seen all sopranos all the wire but that's basically it well the sopranos and the wire also were from another time yeah. like they feel different than breaking bad and mad men yeah like better call saul never saw it um never saw well i also never saw um what was the one that was on the island oh lost never saw lost oh wow babe sorry never babe. saw it i was too busy watching real world san francisco will again. you watch lost with me please no Blows. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. I'm Nick Maritato. And this is a podcast all about reality television hosted by us. Um, two goofs. Two goofs. Um, so uh, this week we do not have a guest. It's just going to be Ash and I chatting it up about our lives. We're the special guests. Spoiler alert. You're in for a treat. You're in for a treat because we are a delicious treat, <laughs> the two of us. What would we be if we were like a uh, snack cake or a something? A cupcake and a ham bone. A ham bone? <laughs> yeah. Who's the ham bone? I think you maybe. Mm, interesting. Is a ham bone, first of all, <laughs> edible? I think you gnaw on you it. You gnaw on it. Yeah. And a cupcake, that's sweet. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I do not know how to feel about that. Well, you're a little bit of a ham. Okay. I am kind of a ham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what wow. Do that? Wow. That's embarrassing oh, for all. That's really embarrassing. For everyone involved. We're here. We're at the card table. Well, We've both got our vapes. Mm. We've both got our coffee. I, I think we have a lot to say. At least I, I have a lot to talk about in terms of reality television. Yes, you do. Um, and we'll start with last night. Okay. Yeah. So fun fact about our podcast is mm. that we are on Reddit. The podcast is on Reddit. And I am very new to Reddit. I don't. It's it's waters that I find interesting, but yes. also confusing. Sure. Two, I, I definitely have waded out too deep into the Reddit waters and yeah, lost touch. but you're also like, let's be honest, you find interesting, what does that mean? You're kind of obsessed with Reddit. I've started to get obsessed with it. I've you're started obsessive to obsessive and you're pushing your obsessive tendencies to now Reddit. Well, it's like, you know, I really enjoy sort of... Um, I don't know, niche type subcultures like journaling, um, home tours, veganism, yeah. um, all of the that. The aforementioned home tours. Yes, uh, which we have talked about on the podcast. And, you know, maybe some people would say that those are wastes of time. Yeah. And they would yeah. probably be right. Well, I don't think so. But you could be doing, uh, you could be wasting your time worse. 
Let's say like maybe reading a book. Oh my God. We have to mention that I read every podcast, <laughs> yeah. don't we? Yeah. Something that's true shamed. about me is that I read and I'm teaching Nick how to read. And one day he'll learn. Not going well. Yeah. Just so far on picture books. <laughs> um, so let's actually start from the beginning, beginning, which is that you, Nick Maritato, mm-hmm. found a podcast yes. where Sammy Sweetheart was a guest. Sammy Sweetheart of the Jersey Shore. And on this podcast, which was called cuffing season yes sir there you go she, shout out um she was answer she was doing like a q a she was answering uh listeners questions mm-hmm. and someone asked her why the jersey shore cast was never on the challenge yes and which is something that i did wonder if they were going to start incorporating jersey shore people now because they have opened up the challenge to Big Brother and to the UK reality shows and uh, Are You the One? And, and there's I was talk like, about Teen Mom. There's talk about, is there talk about Teen Mom? Yeah. I don't even know that. It's news to me. And I just was like, well, Floribama Shore just happened. Why not throw some of these Floribama kids on there? But this cuffing season episode, which was from years ago. Let's say probably I don't know maybe like 2013 or 14. oh wow it was, uh, or it was from a long time ago I yeah. didn't realize that maybe it was 2015. So she explains that the Jersey Shore cast um, used to beg MTV's production to be on the challenge. Apparently they all wanted to be on the challenge, but uh, for whatever reason MTV did not want to do a crossover. Can you imagine Mike the, the situation, situation Sorrentino? I have no idea. Uh, on the GD challenge versus somebody like Johnny Bananas? I mean, this, that, that could have changed what the challenge is today for better or it would possibly have, for worse. It would have been epic. And I think it, it would have definitely brought a ton of fans to the show. But she also gave a reason why, um, why they actually never were allowed to be on the challenge, right? I think so. I mean, what would she? She kind of like skirted around it a little bit. What She's, did you think she, her reasoning was? What she said exactly was the fact that um, they asked, and that the uh, they that she suspects they did not want to cross pollinate the two fan bases because at the time they were the two biggest fan bases for the network, and I guess they were afraid that if you cross pollinated, you might alienate one or the other audience. And See, that makes no sense to me. And it <sighs> seems like such that, a big mistake. Maybe it's not real, but I think that's what she suspects. Now, something that's interesting about the world of um, the challenge fans is that like real diehard fans care a lot about getting challenge viewership up so um there's a lot of posts in reddit about like how many viewers this episode got and and there's really this uh feeling of community of like let's help the challenge get more viewers so in that in in that idea it would only make sense that you would want the jersey cast to be incorporated into the challenge just because it would bring new viewers to the challenge yeah of course i mean and it would have been epic in my opinion so and she talked about she talked about that and then she talked about johnny bananas actually you know what nick it was not that long ago because she talked about johnny bananas decision on rivals three to take the money from sarah rice this could have been 2016 okay yes it was it must have been recent every time you me, I'm gonna bump it up a year and a half. <laughs> it must have. This was yesterday. It must have been recent enough for her to know how Rivals Three ended, because um, she's not a Johnny Bananas fan. She actually called him an effing dick, and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you mean a fucking D. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. An F D. And she just kind of 
you know, is not a fan of it as a person, anything like that. And she um, had a lot of strong words to say about that. Now, we found this very interesting to listen to, right, yeah. uh, for a couple of reasons. One, she said that she was upset when Are You the One members started getting cast on right. the challenge. Should have been her. Because she was like, what the F, yep. MTV? Another thing is that you and I had discussed, like, which Floribama castmates we would love to see on the challenge. And so this really kind of brings the idea in of um, will MTV bring Floribama onto the challenge? And so it makes makes us think we were talking. It makes us think that they won't. Yeah. And I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, I've heard about Floribama coming back and it's going to have like a full episode order, which is exciting, but nothing about them being on the challenge. Not yet. a word about them being on the challenge. And a couple of them would be really, really great on the challenge. Yeah. Um, so we found this interesting and I decided to, um, share it with the challenge community on Reddit because, um, you know, that's what they're, that's what they're interested in. Those sort of things, mm. you know, just, it's little like tidbits of trivia. Yeah, it's nice. And, you know, someone commented under my post, like, um, man, what a dumb move on MTV's part. Yeah. Like, they 100% should have brought the Jersey Shore over. Like, they would have brought so many fans. So right here, everything's on the up and up on the Reddit board. Yeah. And then I was like, I replied to them. I was like, oh, I didn't even think, you know, about the fans. I was just thinking purely drama would be interesting right. to watch them. And then someone posted under my, it looked, okay. Okay, so once again, new to Reddit. Mm. So when I looked at the post, it looked like they had responded to me, um, but they had actually responded to somebody else. And they had responded to the, that first post. And they were like, you know, this is, you're what's wrong with the challenge. Like, it's just about competition. It's not about drama. And it's not about partying. Like, you're the problem. Blah, blah, blah. You're the reason the OG people aren't coming back. And I thought they were replying to me. And so I just wrote out this like really thoughtful response. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley can't handle any sort of confrontation. I mean, she really spirals out. I was at a comedy show, I was performing, and I'm getting text messages, uh, frantic text messages, text messages that normally are reserved for somebody's in the hospital. Um, somebody got into a car accident and, uh, these were, please, I'm having a Reddit meltdown. Can you help please? I didn't say meltdown okay. and I wasn't asking you, I didn't say, can you help please? I was asking you, is this okay? What I'm about to respond with? Cause what I had written was like a paragraph explanation of being like, Hey, so yeah. and so. But it was one of these 14 texts when I look at my phone and I'm like, what is happening? And I look and I'm realizing, oh, she's getting into some strange Reddit confrontation with a stranger. And I was like, Hey so-and-so you know I, I feel like I've you know there's been some miscommunication like um I think I don't think the challenge should just be about partying um you know I love the challenge aspect like it's both it's about drama and competitive physical challenges and it's like nuanced and beautiful that those things are balanced in a way I don't see on any other television show and I just like got too into it and guys Ashley has sent, sends me these drafts and is like you know when you're on your iphone messages and you can kind of accentuate things like hit that question mark How, should i post this you know it's a question mark turns into an exclamation point that turns into a bunch of frowny faces that turns into where are you that turns into me going relax everything will be okay and I think that, like, it was just, it took me by surprise it that did. this person was so 
vocally upset, you know, and this I also this idea that the challenge is just about physical competition sort of upset me too, because it's like, there's all, you know, it's also an element of social interaction that enriches the show and makes it watchable. Like the storylines propel the narrative of, you know, these season arcs and like, why would you discredit that? And and surely the OGs had drama, you know, the original seasons had drama and the original seasons like weren't even big physical competitions. They were like really silly things. Like it's a lot of like capture the flag. Yeah. Like put on a chicken suit and take this from yeah. this corner Fill to Fill the bucket to this line. Right. Thing. Only in the past, like, you know, five years, I would say, has it become this thing that people are training for as like a physical competition. Well, maybe a little longer than than that but yeah relatively uh uh recent in this in the show's history anyway i post this big long thing and then the person was like um i wasn't even taught like what i wasn't even fucking talking to you first off they were like cussing a lot yeah. which you know we all know how i feel about that yeah they're like we were fucking talking to you like you're not that important lol and um that's when nick was just like you know stop trying to reason with these people on Reddit about the challenge. But my naivete is like, um, we're all friends here. Yeah. But I, and, and meanwhile, I'm like freaking out because I'm like, stop engaging with these Reddit users. They're going to like, it's a troll. They're going to find out who we are and then they're going to dox us. They're going to dox us. Stop. We're going to get doxed. Yeah. I don't even know what dox means, but Nick is saying like there, he, he said like, they're going to take all your information and they're going to, you're going to have to change your identity. So I was kind of freaking out about that. I don't want anybody to know how many sneakers I look up on the internet from a day to day basis. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it would be embarrassing to me to have uh, people see my like Amazon searches and stuff like that. What are uh, you searching on Amazon? Uh, yeah, I'm not, not going <laughs> to tell you and hopefully you'll never find out. All right, let's take a break right here and uh, we'll be back. We're going to talk a little bit about Top Chef and an interesting article that uh, Ashley read. Okay, we are back. Now, Nick, you and I have been watching Top Chef, and you might remember um, two episodes ago, the chef from Oakland, Tanya Holland, got eliminated. She um, she was very interesting. I loved what she was bringing to the table, but this episode was pretty... It was, it was charged. There was a lot of... Um, passive aggressiveness going on that uh the younger chef that she was teamed up with during that olympics elimination sort of felt like that tanya was saying things under her breath and then that chef i think her name's claudette um uh -huh. she she brought it up at the elimination ceremony i am calling it an elimination ceremony um because I use the challenge speak, but I think in the top chef world, it's called the judges table when yeah, they're brought yeah. to the judges something, table. Something like that. So remember that episode with Tanya Holland. Remember she, she got very upset. Um, her and her teammate had words in front of the judges. And then when they all went back into the little room where the chefs wait, some of the um, other chefs were like, Hey, Tanya, like, you know, Claudette is clearly apologizing to you. Um, what's your deal? Like, you know, accept her apology. And Tanya was like, not everybody is the same. We don't all have the same emotions. Get woke. Yeah, she said that. She said get woke to another chef, which we loved. 
Mm-hmm. We both love. We haven't seen that happen um, on any cooking show yet. <laughs> so then um, Tanya did this article. She was interviewed with Food and Wine two days ago, and she was talking about um, that you know, this season that she's on, which is season 15. And she was talking about that specific episode. And she's like, I'm so happy to be out of that bro atmosphere. It's super bro-y. There's a lot of chest puffing and name dropping. And she was talking specifically about how those chefs got broken up on that elimination and that the three white guys uh, went all together to be on the same team. And they ended up winning and how that like kind of rubbed her the wrong way. And she was like, you know, from my experience and the world we're living in now, like white guys have an advantage. They've gotten more access to certain education. Their mentors look like them, you know, and for them to all like jump up on the same team together and get together and sort of gang up on the rest of us. um, She wasn't having it. And she even made a, a a Trump comment, you know, about how, uh, look at our president, you know, look at white guys have all the advantages, they get all the opportunities. I mean, look at our president. So I appreciate what she's saying. And I think it's very interesting that she came out on Top Chef like this and is giving these interviews. Um, what do you think? Um, I don't know. You seem a little, you seem... Um, I feel like she just lost. She just wasn't, she didn't make the cuts right. Mm. She didn't cut her vegetables correctly. And then she had a chance to get back in there and she lost again. She did lose in the second the second chance kitchen. Yeah, cutthroat kitchen you got, or whatever, second last, chance, last, last chance ki- kitchen. <laughs> yeah, no, she lost again. She lost twice in a row. She did lose twice in a row. And she kind of had a bad attitude. And the person that she was arguing with was not a straight white male. It was uh it was a Latina woman. Yes. Um and that's who was like the argument was really about. And to say that these guys teamed up against it and they have a an advantage over everybody else cuz they were white. I mean, it was their this is top chef. It was like who's the best chef if somebody had better teachers? Um, and that makes them a better chef. Well, then they deserve to win in top chef. I, I, I guess, I don't know. I, I guess it would be a system issue rather than, um, these guys, these guys are trying to win. I think she was talking not necessarily. I mean, I, I, I read excerpts from the food and wine article and I was not there for the interview. God, I wish I had been. Um, but she, she seems to be talking more about the whole culture of the show. Do you remember in that episode, two episodes ago, the one she got eliminated from, um, where she was saying, you know, those guys, the, the three white guys who had won, they were, they were having a celebratory beer and they were talking about it. And she was like, shut up you guys monopolize the conversation when you lose you monopolize the conversation when you win like let other people have experiences in this space yeah and i could i completely understand that feeling sure um and she did the unfortunate thing is that she did lose twice in a row that is a very good point for her to for her to then have this article come out it would have been much better for her to win and then say like top chef is nothing but bro culture it's nothing but a bunch of chest puffing and name dropping it's tough to it's tough to lose and then try to complain about it and make it seem favorable to you in my opinion i mean if 
it's just more powerful when you win and then denounce it rather than losing it. It does seem like sore loserness. It does. Um, it does. It's unfortunate. And I, I, I hate to not sound quote unquote woke, but I am watching the show, and yeah, these guys are kind of like chant a lot and kind of are very quippy and witty and they're broy. They're broy. I, I guess. I mean, they they're kind of nerdy is what they, they are. are they are nerdy there a is guy, a handlebar a guy, yeah there's a guy with a raleigh fingers mustache <laughs> a handlebar and like, mustache a handlebar mustache and like there's one guy we've cues. definitely seen cry a few times yeah yeah the guy who's got a surrogate and uh yeah and he's having a kid and i guess he's the name droppy guy it seems like every time there's a special chef that comes for a challenge he knows him personally or yeah. her personally and uh that is kind of annoying um but I, I don't know. I, I I think that all these people sort of got along because they're living in a house together. And then, you know, the friends sort of click up. And if that happens to be the best chefs in the house, then I think everybody else has to pick their game up. No. Well, you know, what's interesting um, is there seems to be now this is not the first time we've heard this idea that there is a bro culture in the cooking world. Um, because it happened with the Great British Bake Off with our dear love, um, Ruby. Yeah. Remember her? Yep. Very cute, um, young, curly hair, sweet, fun. Everybody thought she was flirting with Paul Hollywood, and she was not. Why did they think she was flirting with Paul Hollywood? I don't remember that. Because I remember it. I'll just answer it. Um, because she would do like she was always like i don't know if it's any good it might not be good oh and then he'd be like it's great and she'd be like oh you really you think so and there was just like a lot of like meekness and coyness and people were um people were interpreting that as her flirting which i think is bs um, but when Paul Hollywood signed on for this other great British bake-off that is not going to be on BBC, she, she had like a barrage of tweets that were like, oh, big surprise from the guy reeking of spray tan who has to rev his Ferrari engine in the parking lot for all to hear. So there seems to be like a masculinity thing happening in baking. Is it just baking? I think it might just be baking. Well, I mean, there's like some weird cultural stuff going on with chefs, but I'm not a chef, so I have no idea what actually is happening. Yeah. I mean, sure, you got Mario Batali having to take a step back and, right. and observe his own life because of sexual abuse allegations. Uh, you know, does that uh, mean that the, everything in, in chefdom needs to be uh, sort of picked apart and exposed? Maybe. Maybe there's something going on. I mean... I assume if you are able to go to a culinary institute, you are uh, privileged in ways yeah. that others are not. Yeah. And then that could breed, you know, some real disgusting shit, uh, especially with, you know, gender um, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I, I feel like maybe this uh, top chef lady has a point, you know, maybe. But, but also... She lost, you know. I, she lost. I, I'd probably be doing the same thing, being pissed off, spouting my mouth off after a, after a loss. You know, um, it was yeah. It's the only thing she's got going for her really in that regards is that she did not cause a scene. 
um, when she was at the judge's table and they were like, do you want to tell us your side of the story? And she was like, no, I don't. You know, she there, she exercised a lot of humility in that moment. Um, is that humility or is that being stubborn and not wanting to do what you're supposed to do? I think Because it's, everybody, all the judges were floored by that and somebody even said, I think that's the first time somebody said no to this, which uh, to me says when they are being prepped to go out there, a producer is saying, okay, and then you're going to be asked to explain yourself and you'll explain yourself and everybody just knows to go along with it because that's part of the show and she's decided to drag her heels a little bit and say nah i'm not going to go along with it i'm kind of pissed off right now yeah i yeah you have a point and i while i was watching it though i saw it as her more being like i'm not going to stoop to this level of like you know backstabbing and drama for drama's sake yeah but i don't i disagree with you because i feel like there usually isn't that level of it and this was that level of it Ah. normally somebody goes sorry chef i i messed up those cuts and i probably could have been better in the in the kitchen today chef and totally understand uh pleasure being here and then kind of walks off into the sunset uh but this person was going no fuck you i think i shouldn't go home because of this that and the other thing and i'm not really going to explain what those things are and so I'm you're not, saying I'm she not caused play her game anymore? She, she caused took her ball drama. She, yeah, of course, because by she, not by not uh, by not agreeing to explain why she was upset. Yeah, and she caused drama mm. um, before that because she was like, uh, you know, fighting with Claudette. Uh, her yeah, but know, that might have also been Claudette. I mean, Claudette's definitely questionable. Now, wasn't that also like a little tidbit of oh, she's doing the same thing that she did to yeah. you? Remember they there was uh, somebody else. Uh, uh, one of the other chefs were like, "Oh, she's doing the thing she did to you last week, right?" Which well, was what? Well, we saw in the second episode that when Claudette got eliminated before she went to the last chance slash second chance kitchen, um, when she got eliminated, she was kind of trying to throw her partner under the bus, right? So, um, you know, who knows who who was in the wrong here? Really, I guess it's up to the uh, the 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 viewer. Yeah, but I think you know. She probably could have made, you know, she, I believe that particular competition, Yeah, she had to do a precision cut. Yeah. And she did not cut with precision. Right. And so she was kicked off the show. Whether or not she feels like she was not being supported by her team, I think is sort of besides the point. Right. Because the competition, at least her part of it, was to make precision cuts with that knife, and she did not do that. She failed to do that, so she was thrown off. Well, moving on to um, more talk of masculinity in the cooking world, I forgot to tell you that I got picked to be an audience member in Bobby Flay's... Um, what? Yeah. The Bobby Flay Showdown? Yeah. Showdown with Bobby Flay? Showdown with Bobby what Flay. What are you talking about? I guess I, sub- I must have submitted myself like two months ago. So we, we live in New York, and um, you can submit yourself to be an audience member, a paid audience member for a bunch of television shows here, and... I, I, it is a giant waste of time as someone who has worked on a television show that hired these audience people, I would look at them and be like, why are you spending four hours of your life in this TV studio for $60 or whatever? Cut Um, to a week ago. Cut to when I submitted myself to be on Bobby Flay's showdown. Showdown with Bobby Flay. Showdown with Bobby Flay. I actually forgot I submitted myself because I think I was trying to get onto a challenge reunion. Uh, I was just like looking to see if they were doing any uh, champs versus pros, champs versus stars reunion or anything like that. And um, 
I submitted myself for that and I got picked, but they alerted me the day before and I had already filled up my dance card for that day. And you so were already in the audience for other realities. I was, I was already... You were uh, going to walk by a window and say yes to the dress. Mm-hmm. You were going to hang out at the, in the back of Sir for uh, Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. You were going to... Uh, um, smoke a, uh, a fatty with uh, Mario Batali. Uh, I was wondering where chew. you were going with that. Uh, does he smoke weed? I think he. Oh, well, I think he does it all now that he's like a, a sexual offender. Now he's a predator. Um. So, but I didn't do it. But I, I think I should do it for the show, and maybe I can bring in a little recorder and get some um, secret recordings of what yeah, that's like. Yeah, I think you should secretly record what it's like to be in the studio audience at one of these reality things. Also, it was really it was um, a little annoying because when they sent me my um, email saying that I had been accepted in big letters, it said "You will not be fed." Mm. Um, so. I was like, well, this really makes me not want to cancel my plans and rearrange my day to go to this. Where was it? Um, it's somewhere. It's a studio in Brooklyn. They're oh. filming in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Showdown with Bobby Flay um, is really just a shitty show uh, because Bobby Flay, at least at least the first few seasons, I don't know if it's still like this, but I watched the first few seasons. They go to a chef and they go, hey, chef, guess what? Uh, you cook um, pierogies. And you're really good at it. We think you're the best pierogi chef in all of Cleveland. And that's why we're going to give you your own uh, profile on Food Network. All about Nick's pierogies. Are you into that? Yeah. Sign me up. Wow, that sounds awesome. We'll set up uh, the studio and we'll do a shoot date. This, is this all good with you? Yes, I'm very, this is my dream. Thank you so much. And then you show up that day and you set your thing up and you're about to start serving your pierogies and who kicks in the door? Bobby fucking Flay. Wait a minute. They bait and switch you? They yes. don't tell you that you're no. going to have to do a showdown with That's them? What, so you can't <gasps> prepare. So it's just Bobby goes, hey, you do pierogies? I'm going to do some fucking pierogies too. All right, get my team. And then they build like a pierogi no. and then they have to do an impromptu battle. Oh and my God. if they God. win, it's for bragging rights or like a profile or something like wow. that. Wow. And I guess you are being featured on a hit television show. And but you still. Are, but you Will, he will mop the fucking floor with your yeah. ass, and then all of a sudden you're not the best pierogi guy right. in town. You're not the king of pierogies in Colorado anymore. So, so it is kind of interesting but uh, and shitty just the way I like it. Just the way you like it. <laughs> I saw a picture. This is another thing I've been meaning to tell you about Bobby Flay. Apparently I have a lot of Bobby Flay info I've been holding out on you. Is that he's a cat guy. What? Yeah, he's a cat guy. I saw him in a um, I saw him in a little PETA ad with his cats. He's got multiple cats. How many cats does he have? It looked like two. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but that the was flayster. exciting. He's the flayster. A, he's a cat dude. Now, something that's fun about living in New York and um, being a performer is that occasionally you are talking about someone that uh, you don't know. Um, or something that someone works on, and then those people are in the audience. Nick, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I'm talking about that time we did the show Deep in Brooklyn, and the man versus food guy was oh, there. that's right. Yeah, I do. I had a bit at the time of my act about the television show Man versus Food. Um, it's a real classic bit. Go find it, even though it's nowhere to be found. <laughs> Everyone loves it. Everybody it's a loves classic it. It Nick Maritato bit. It was, my, it was my closer at one time, and I did it at some 
weird show in Brooklyn. Right, maybe the worst show we've ever <laughs> done. I mean, Nick crushed on this show, and then I had a heckler that yeah. really destroyed my set. Yeah, um, actually did not fare well with I this. really did. I tried. And emotionally, he taxed. It, it was bad. Um, so, uh, but afterwards, uh, this horrible show, some guy came out to me. He's like, hey, uh, Man vs. Food, I, I was one of the producers on that. And I was like, what? <laughs> Tell me more. And uh, what I thought was great about it is I did find out the tidbit that he was gaining a lot of weight, this guy, Adam, who hosts the show, and he had to stop doing the show for health reasons. Yeah. He was eating, like, because me um, and my buddy Justin, when I was living with him, he's my old roommate, and we would watch the show, and it would be just, you know, uh, on and reruns. We had cable at the time. And so you'd watch an episode from season two, and it'd be, okay, great. And then an episode from season six would follow up, and uh, his neck would be like three times the size (laughs) of it was in season two, and he was like busting out of a leather jacket. And I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking... Uh, arteries are like swallowing him right now. Why don't you tell people what Man vs. Food is? Because I don't think it's Um, on anymore. Man vs. Food um, is a television show that was on the Travel Channel. and Basically, the entire show was a guy would go around the country, okay? He'd go inside of restaurants, and he'd try to eat a shit ton of food. But here's the twist. Sometimes he couldn't finish it all. (laughs) It's the entire show. It actually gave me... An idea for my own TV show that's just like that show. My show is called Man vs. Books. Okay, same idea. You take a dumb guy like me, you put me in a library, right? You put a big book in front of me, a bunch of librarians quietly cheering me on, and then I just try to eat that whole book. <laughs> that was the joke. That guys. was a joke, I guys. Told the joke. He did the joke. I'm going to have to owe myself money. At oh, the end of this. great. Great job. Tough. Copywritten. But anyway, it was really um, my favorite show at the time. And it yeah. is still super fucking compelling. Why did you like it so much? I just love the guy had to go. He's like, okay, I'm going to go into this uh, ice cream shop and he has to drink 15 milkshakes. <laughs> What's not to like? And he would get sweaty and gross. 70, he has to slurp 70 clams. So these are like um, restaurants where it's like, you if you can eat yes. this a 50 pound you steak. You get it for free. You get, you get the t-shirt. You yeah, get it for free. Your face is up on the wall. Yeah, all that stuff. All I these. Places, eating challenges it's great yeah that no one should ever be trying to accomplish right. and then so this guy he did like three seasons three or four seasons and he just slowly became obese right mush. yeah but was- then he had to do a thing called um it was such a popular show but he was dying so <laughs> he did man versus food nation where he would like train somebody and then they would do the challenge oh my god because he was just you know he was like he uh, was like my blood to- pressure yeah, is just out like, of the roof yeah, too much salt yeah um, yeah, so uh, it, it's a fantastic show. Travel Channel had some really, really great shows in their heyday. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really watched anything on Travel Channel recently, but. Did um, we watch um, another one of our favorite reality shows, Naked and Afraid? Naked was and that afraid on was Travel? Good. No, Naked and Afraid, I believe, was on Discovery. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew it was like a, a PBS type adjacent yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was all you, so that was the majority of your conversation with that guy was that you just learned that I was just like, Whoa, that's really awesome. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Basically the whole Were thing. you like, why are you here at this like shitty comedy He's show? like, yeah, some asshole took me here. I'm, <laughs> I'm really upset with him now. He's not my friend anymore, but it was nice seeing you. And I was yeah. like, thanks. He loved you. Yeah. Um, I think a year after, like for a year after you did that, I would bring up Rosie Perez and all of my sets just in case maybe she was in the audience yeah. <laughs> or uh, someone close to her was and they could. Uh, and it, you would just shoehorn it in. You'd just be telling a bit and you'd be like, uh, my next joke was written by Rosie Perez. Yeah, I'd be like, give it up for 
for Rosie Perez. <laughs> She's not here, is she? Is she here? Is she here, guys? <laughs> um, but there was a time also where I got like a lot of um, jobs by saying I was looking for a job on stage. I yeah. would get like little freelance jobs. It is a tip. Talk, if you want, if you want something from the audience, talk about it in your act. Yeah, and you I'm, need I'm a only cigarette. going. I'm only going that far. <laughs> uh, but it is a little tip. If you're ever looking for something, mm-hmm. mention it in your set. Maybe an audience member will give it to you. Yeah, I've seen and people get Adderall. I've seen yeah. people get all sorts. of Some stuff. Some people are looking for a beat, and an audience member gives it to Some them. They're so. ready to punch that comic right in the face. <laughs> Guys, this has been the show. Thank you so much for listening to Reality Blows. Uh, Ashley has a long list of social media outlets that you can find us on. Why don't you go hit us up with some of those? We're on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. Email us at Gmail, realityblows at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Reality Blows Podcast. And tune in on Wednesday for our recap of the Challenge Vendettas. Yes, our recaps are hot. If you haven't caught up, go catch up we have four episodes already ready to go and we have a new one coming out on wednesday of course the show is tuesday nights, so we will be watching that show hopefully you do too and if not who cares just catch up the next day on podcast and if you see me on reddit defend me i'm yeah. ashley burke roberts i'm nick maritato <laughs> good find night me. oh wait wait oh. can you just find me on find me on instagram too because uh, i oh, like instagram are we plugging ourselves yeah. now yeah find me on twitter don't find her on twitter just find me no on look for me on twitter guys okay bye